From a variety of undisclosed locations, high and low in the Hollywood hills and valleys, it's time once again for the long shot from hell or high water. Tonight's episode, Attack of the Robot Comics, with the return of very special guest, Intern drug dealer, international man of mystery, Alex. And now, please welcome the host of the long shot, Sean Gunroy. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good day, good noon, good night, good dusk, good dawn, good desk. Welcome to the long shot. It is a pad, a pad. I don't know what it is, but it's here, right? Here we are. Uh, hang in there, bro. hang in there. It's just the opening. My name is Sean Conroy. I am the host of the podcast, and with me today on the show, <laughs> the the monstrous marquee of malicious mayhem, Mister Joe Wagner is here so much with that kind of intro i'd just like to say i was nowhere near the capital this week i mm-hmm. well that remains to be seen also with me today on the show the darling doyen of diabolical <laughs> destruction miss amber kenny is here wow we have such powerful descriptors today i just feel like it's it's that kind of week, you know, mm-hmm. it's a crazy week. I was going to say, Amber and I, I would say you, you and I are maybe two of the most, I think, pacifistic, maybe people. Mm-hmm. I'll nope. fucking kill you. <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I mean, we absolutely. Have not done, we have not, we really have not done an episode after an event like this since the famous episode we did in, in the 1800s after Fort Sumter was attacked, you know, uh, yeah, we were like, what's going to happen next. We don't know what's going to happen. Next. We made it, it onto that. It was the civil war, you know, <laughs> we made it onto that vulture list after that episode. <laughs> so it was worth uh, it. <laughs> top, top 100 episodes related <laughs> to the beginning of the civil war. So it was not a particular, and there was only a, about 104 right. podcasts. No that. one could listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> They were all on wax cylinder. Um, You're so happy that day. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, crazy week, huh? Who's with me? Yeah. Uh, it was fucked. For a second, Sean, I thought you were going to say we hadn't recorded a podcast like this since the whiskey episode. But oh, I don't even want to think about that. No, I'm 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 totally pretending right now. So just. Let us just pretend, you know, that we did a podcast before the Civil War. <laughs> In fact, here's a clip from that show, you know. I don't know what those cadets from the Citadel were doing, you know. I mean, what, what what was going on with them? I Fire, wish I could play. I don't have enough knowledge. Firing on that, you know. <laughs> we could still we could still have like Jamie like I want to write a screenplay. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie would be like, I think I want to go to the Citadel. 
I, you know, oh, look, I get it that South Carolina seceded from the Union, and Jamie would be like, "What? Secede from the Union? I think I'm going to be a Confederate state." No, Jamie, no. <laughs> the sedition Tata. What do you think? <laughs> sedition Tata. <laughs> Uh, seditionata, maybe? I don't know. That exploded. Um, all right. Well, yeah, it's been a crazy week. I, uh, I watched the whole day. Uh, couldn't, couldn't turn it off. Uh, I had the, I had the experience, uh, guys of, uh, I, I just had stayed up until literally the break of dawn. Oh no. So you're not yeah, in a good too. headspace me too. to begin with. And so happy, right? Like right. I was so excited Georgia. at 4 a.m. I was like, this is fucking great. This is a I was more excited about those two winning in Georgia than I even was when Biden won the presidency. Totally. I, I saw a couple of videos from friends who were so emotional, they were crying, the tears of joy. I fell asleep probably around eight in the morning, and I wake up at 12:30. And I just, the laptop was right there. So I just turned to it and I just, I'm seeing images that in a haze, I'm not even processing. I'm just like, what is, what, what, what is this? What is it's, it? It, yeah. made, it made me think about the fact that um, I had a very, I thought I had a, personally, I had a very fucked up immediate perception of 9-11 because I didn't, on i didn't have a tv i didn't put on a tv i was literally i was listening to howard stern whoa talking about it there on the show i drive i i i go to work and i hear some more stuff stuff on the radio but they don't it's nobody knew what was really happening i got to work it was some planes hit the hit the world trade center (laughs) and 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 I get to work and everyone was down at the far end of this hall. No one was, it was, there were edit base. No one was in their edit base. They're all down at the end of the hall. And I go, I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? And I finally get to them and they're all, there was one TV in this, this room and they were all watching the news. And it wasn't until that moment that I realized, oh, this is what, this is what I did. You now were you in a position of authority there? Could you have said to people, "Hey guys, let's get back to the edit bays"? You know, look, come on, capitalism. We got, we got an a- editing to do. Here's what I'm embarrassed. Here's what I'm ashamed of. I was working at, on my second assignment at this job. The show was Blind Date. I was working on my second date. I hadn't done well with the first one. I, <laughs> I wanted to really do a good job on the second one. And I was working with an editor and I saw my editor there. You were like, everyone's watching. And I was like, hey, should we go back to the bay? Like I was trying to. Joe. <laughs> I, I just, I feel awful about that. But that's, I, I uh, uh, Sean, to your question, I was able to ask an editor to go back to work. He did. Because and we were just all in shock, but then it, literally within a half hour, they told everyone that they could leave for the day. That's what happened. Was it, uh, were you, were you, uh, was it avid? 
It was an avid. <laughs> Great question, Sean. <laughs> Time accurate. Dude, I think you're focusing on the wrong thing. <laughs> no, I just want to know, like, what I'm, I'm fascinated by old editing stories and what software <laughs> used and what equipment. I mean, 2001, they still used Avid all the time, right? Not Final Cut. I don't know. <laughs> what happened to Premiere? Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, right up there with the Civil War episode was the episode we did right after 9 11. The nine twelve episode, the, the editing software. Yes, wars. <laughs> Joe and I got into a huge argument about whether Final Cut was the wave of the future. <laughs> and he was like, "Look at Blind Date. This is how we do it, and that's how I'm going to do it forever. Right. When I stay at Blind Date forever." I freaked out and threatened to fly a plane into Sean. It was not not good. Right. It was too too soon. I no, it was just too impossible. Like, <laughs> have that kind of money <laughs> i'm a little guy it's a giant play. amber how did you how did you take it how did you take it in the, the, the first the first vision of it right well this was what are you um, talking about now avid <laughs> the first time you saw an avid <laughs> it's like wow <laughs> that thing that happened at the capitol hey that- hey joe I think we've gotten our one smile and one laugh for the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's the theme of this show going forward. If people can just get one smile and one laugh, we've done our job. Um, <laughs> so it was my first week back at work. Um, after, like We've had since before Christmas off, and then I moved. So it was just... Um, getting back into that groove. So you were getting used to your new office too. Right, right. Which I'm in currently. Right. <laughs> and if, right. Um it won't be permanent. This eventually will be a dining room, but we don't have a dining table, so it is my office. Um but uh oh I, I'm saying that because we're still settling into the apartment and I'm still settling into work. And um Wednesday was supposed to be a very exciting day, and it was. It was yeah, just I mean, exciting is doing a lot of work in that <laughs> well, sense. Well, it, it was just overshadowed because we had um, used our stimulus money that we got, and we bought a washer and dryer. And from, from the shelter, right? You were going to get one from the shelter. Yes, adopted mm-hmm. <laughs> washer dryer, but it was. Um, Get used to it, right? Get used to them, right? It was due to um, arrive and be installed on Wednesday morning. And and they did. Like, they said, I got an email that said between 9 and 1 on Wednesday. So I was like, okay, I'll see you at 1.45. Like, sure, sure, sure. At 9.15, they're knocking on the door. I was like, oh, wow, okay. So, um, and that's also strange with covid Um, you know, like, so, um, you know, we had all of the windows open and the doors open and I'm sitting at my desk working, wearing a mask. I mean, he's nowhere near us, but it's like, that is good. Oh, that's the right thing to do. Um, it's, everything's just weird, obviously. And, um, so we were just excited that we had the washer and dryer and that it was installed. And I think I put even a load of wash in, but then work got really busy. So I got, um, 
you know, when you're kind of just in a zone, there's, there's times where I'm working and I'm, I'm very aware of my phone and emails and the news. This was not a time. I was like plugged into a project and deep in it. And Boss that, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so I, I don't even remember what I was working on, but I was working on something closely. And again, Jeff works down the hall now and he, he comes up and he's like, Trump just made a speech encouraging his followers to storm the Capitol, and then they did, and they're in. And I was like, it, like, didn't make sense. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, I guess I'll finish this project. Jeff, this is my office, remember? <laughs> so I, I um, to, to, to Joe's point, I think everyone, obviously, everyone – deals with news of this nature in a different way and, and processes trauma in a different way. And on Wednesday itself, like I, I was aware of it and I was upset about it, but I, I, <clears throat> it's a, it's a common theme in my life, but I, I sort of deal with things fully later. <laughs> so I was, I was kind of working and I was like, Oh, that's bad. And, and I, ha we put on CNN and I never watched the news. And so I was anyway, point of the story is you just two days ago, finally admitted that the civil war was bad. Right. <laughs> and now but, I'm like, Oh, but oh, the, that's bad. the Confederate flag is Ugh. in the Capitol. So maybe. Um, so it's like uh, one half a dozen of the other. Right. Well, Point of the story is Thursday. I like sat down to work, and I was like, <laughs> "I can't do this. <laughs> like, I can't even try to do this." No. Like, it, I had like a delayed response in the in that. Yeah, if that makes sense. I think I, I was just going to say, Amber. I think it's good to remember that. Um, I think some. I think because everything is so accelerated right now, I think a lot of people they feel like you, you have to be processing immediately. You know what I mean? Like right. to be, you have to be understanding this immediately. And mm. there, there's nothing like, there's not, no way to, it's not going to happen that way. I think. And, and any well, put on themselves to do that is it's, it's, it's unneeded pressure. Don't put that on yourself. Please. I, I, I was thinking about this today because I was talking to some people and like, I was watching from the beginning because I was wow. watching the, the I was watching this the hearings. No, 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 not oh. Trump's speech, but the the oh. Congress stuff. You know, I think that's the official term, right? Congress stuff. All right, guys, order, order. We're gonna do some Congress stuff. <laughs> Time to do some Congress stuff. Uh, but I was watching that, and then it sort of slowly turned into all that craziness, right? So I spent the whole day. I went crazy on Twitter. Like I was just making jokes all day on Twitter about what was going on, whether appropriate or not. Uh, but that's that was how you. But 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 what was, I mean, the, the the contrast to me was later in the day. And this kind of goes to, to your reaction. Like later in the day, I spoke with my father, and he had been out of the house all day, and I just happened to catch him 
as he was watching CNN for the first time all day. Oh my God. So for me, I had been immersed in it all day. Right, right, right. And I feel like in a sense, it's like that analogy people always use of boiling a frog, where if you put the frog in before you start boiling the water, the frog doesn't even notice that it's being boiled alive. Certainly I knew this was weird and fucked up. And I was like, you didn't feel good. <laughs> right. But, but when I spoke with my father, he was, he, it's shocking he was on to FaceTime. Not, yeah. yeah. He, 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 was, he was sitting there, he's looking at the thing and he's like, he goes, I'm 84 years old. I've lived in this country my entire life. And I just, I, I don't believe what I'm seeing right now. You know, like he just couldn't, like you said, he couldn't process what was going on. It seemed unreal to him that something like this, but I guess because I had been watching it from the beginning, it was like, Oh, I see. That's the next logical step. Yes. That guy is doing that. And that guy. Yeah, no, now they're okay. And then, you know, they're running, yelling, scream. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. I got angry with myself because I realized my Hollywood conditioned brain started to think that I was like, is this, this looks like some like Gerard Butler white house down like action movie. Like I oh, was, you're like, you're like bad, um, you know, quality of yeah, filming. It, like it, it could be more believable or something. I mean, it just looked like, Oh, this is the scene where, hmm. where the, 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 the radicals, the insurrectionists take the Capitol, but, but, uh, but Gerard Butler's the guy who's got to get, Pelosi out. You know, I mean, it was like that's what it looked. The rushing in was what just the worst part, too. By the way, here's the thing: not even can. What you, was the worst part, Joe? I, 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 I'm not the worst part, but it's it gets worse because not only can you process process this individually immediately, but more things are coming out. It's this is ongoing. It's not. So more footage. I'm done. Saying, it's not fixed. Like more yeah. footage has come out. More reporting has come out of what was actually happening inside because we were all just taking in the immediate shots that they're getting from the live cameras, uh, and now you're seeing more things come out. And they're t- it's like the last three days. Part of this is like reliving it again seeing it again, having to feel it again. From a different angle. From a different angle. And and close up, medium shot. Well, what's crazy two is two shot. Um, Sorry, go ahead. There was that one reporter, I don't know his name and I apologize. I should Manu Raju? Um he was a British guy. So it felt very much like one of those um Oh, yeah. Like nature documentaries, but he was like in the middle of. Oh, he um, was an older guy, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes but, I saw that guy. <laughs> and um, fucking brave dude, man! Like that dude, was some scary shit. But but a lot of what people were saying, and and I'm not the first to point this out, and I know that, but they were they were very convinced that they were fighting for their freedoms. And because their freedoms were being taken away. And I mean this sincerely and gen- genuinely. What freedoms are they talking about? 
the fact that the person they voted for didn't win, like that isn't your freedoms being taken away. Right. I, I don't like it's it's well because they convinced them right that election was stolen. Right. That it no, was, I that mean, it was a I fraud. I yeah. know that, but like, there's no actual like they their lives are fine. There, there are people whose rights are being taken away every day who are not storming the Capitol, and it's. But but I think you know I actually think that's actually 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 uh, their lives aren't fine, and that's part of the problem. You know, is that these are people who are not doing as well as they either as they should be or as they think they should be. And that somebody like, uh, I don't know who, I don't know what politician I can pick off the top of my head, but let's just say Donald Trump uh, (laughs) comes along and goes, you're right. You are not being treated fairly. You are not being, you're, you're not as successful as you should be. I alone can fix it and then does nothing to fix it. That's not the part that's important to him. What's important to him is to make people believe that, that he's they should minion. be angry. Yeah. They should be hateful. They should look at other people and say, it's your fault that my life isn't everything I want it to be. And they should donate money to him or vote for him or whatever, you know? Uh, and, and, Here's, here's one thing I was trying to, to wrap my head around because of the scope of the mob that day is that it's not just one monolithic right, thing. Right, right. Because as I was taking it in, people were making the points of like, because some people were like, this is all, look look at that mob. It's the, it's the, it's the person out in the rural areas of the of the the country it's the uh you know uh uh uh, low you know low education low economic status but yeah that's not necessarily that wasn't the whole thing then there was so sean if you're saying the people that feel like i'm owed something and then the people that took private jets to the thing who don't want to lose what they have, who genuinely believe, oh. Wait, wait, who are the people who took private jets? I haven't heard about this. Name names. Uh, some, it was a, a real, you know, a wealthy real estate agent who like took a- oh, So you're talking about one person. With like three, with like three friends. And that Sounds thing- fun. Yeah, right? They made, they made, well, did you guys see like, they had the video of the people afterwards at the Hyatt, the lobby in the Hyatt. like. I saw somebody make the joke. It was like, this looks like the second day of like Dragon Con, you know, like a comic book convention or something. Because it was like it's a cosplay element, but but it was just there were so many different factions within that mob. I think it was mostly people with blue. Sh- I mean, from what I saw, it was mostly people with blue shirts. It was like if you wore a blue shirt, then you're one of those people, you know. Well, I hate the fact that I look like a lot of those dudes. I kept seeing the pictures and it's just that big, burly, bearded, you know, I, it just, I, and, and when they get so angry and when you see the, you know, stills of them screaming, I, I, uh, I just, I feel like I'm looking into the, 
scariest funhouse mirror of what I could be. Oh, like a sliding door situation. I look. And yeah, I mean, I, that's why I keep a funhouse mirror in my bedroom, just because I want to get used to it. So that when I see it in real life, I'm not like, whoa, you know. <laughs> but some, <laughs> some people there have a plant. <laughs> some people there that had designs, they had a plan. Other people, I've seen, you know, I, I saw a clip of a guy saying, I don't know what we're going to do now. I don't know what we're supposed to do now. I don't know, whatever. You know, there were some some of them that just were. All the, I feel like the guy who says, I don't know what we're going to do now. You can edit that out, like go into the edit bay and get rid of that <laughs> clip because that doesn't make it look like they know what they're doing. You know, it, it just just to show that there were either in Final Cut or Avid. <laughs> either way. Yeah. <laughs> just be consistent. <laughs> there was that element of a total shallowness of doing anything that's for, for actually something bigger than yourself. There were just people there that literally just wanted to break into a place. They wanted to break in and they wanted to throw shit around. Well, I'll tell you, you know what it reminded me of, and this is going to be a weird analogy to make, but when I was in college, uh, which yes, I live in Hollywood. I went to college. I am the liberal elite by definition. Uh, I played rugby in college for a while. Okay. You're very elite now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so elite. And, uh, so elite that I got on the team. Uh, but so we would play these rugby matches, you know, and, and, and it's a club sport. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, there's these many guys on this team and these many guys on this team. Like in the NFL, there's 53 guys on every team. In, 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 in rugby, it's like whoever wants to play can be on the team. They won't necessarily get to play in every game or play, you know, oh, but they can be on the team. So it's like a big mob. You of, might have a deep bench. Right. And after the game, everybody from our team and everybody from whatever team was visiting i don't think as i recall i don't think i ever went to any away games like i was like nah i'm good i'm not gonna play so i'm good <laughs> uh but whenever another team came after the game we would all go to somebody's house and just get demolish so it <laughs> and yell and fight and like sing songs and do like crazy things knowing that it was just us there and we didn't have to worry about like other people. And it was just like a crazy party, you know? And when I was watching those people on that tape, I was like, that's the same Energy. attitude yeah. of like, ah, let's <laughs> do this, you know? Tasmanian devil style. Yeah. Like just destruction, you know, with no, focus and no uh intention of what comes next it was just like let's fucking break some shit you know um and what's infuriating to 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 watch when that's happening is to is to think everyone who's keeping it together right now everyone who's doing everything they can to keep it together nurses doctors doing 12-hour shifts trying to save lives by the way, all of this, all of this 
on right. a background of COVID with a pandemic, and everyone right now who's trying not to freak out, not to not to go nuts for the, just for the sake of it. That's what was so disgusting about watching those people is that to me it was an expression of the the, the worst form of selfishness. Because yeah. there's so many better forms of <laughs> selfishness. <laughs> like a nice bath. <laughs> I, you know. Yeah, but no, they're talking about it now as being like a super spreader event that there was all these people in this place of on course. top of each other and you know. Yeah. There's one guy who's like a known QAnon guy who was COVID positive. Yeah. And and I just think that I just you know that's what I'm dealing with. And 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 what's free, what's weird for me is that I don't go to anger. I don't like going to anger. It scares me. I didn't grow up in a way where uh that's that's just my temperament and 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 I'm feeling me neither, me neither, me neither, baby. I don't go to anger. Nope. <laughs> peace, brother. Peace. Mm-hmm. I've just been feeling that a lot in the last few days. You know. Yeah. Well, and I also I was thinking about this today. I was I've been thinking a lot. I've been thinking a lot about a lot of things. And one of the things I was thinking of, what what are the, what are who are these people who think about all these things? I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about that. What are you thinking about? What do you think? I think this is what I think. What do you think? Um. I was thinking about, it's like, these are two major traumatic, I I don't know if events is the right word, but like, well, three traumatic things. Uh, The COVID pandemic, the Trump presidency, and the invasion of the United States Capitol in a way that it has never that's never happened before. Nothing like that has ever happened before. Um, except for, you know, all the other times that happened, but besides that, it never happened before. But like talking about processing, it's like trying to process all those things at the same time is it's a little much, you know? Um, and so that's why I'm being selfish and Taking a, taking a bath once in a while. You, you piece know? of shit. Yeah, I know. I know. It's so, like, it's not cool. Honestly, that's the best way to be selfish, though. So. <laughs> Bring them up right out of the bath. Spring you up. With Jeff, bubbles. get me the bubbles! <laughs> um, wait, you... he's drawing your bath? Yeah, he's right over there. <laughs> I'm in the dining room. <laughs> Have you ever taken a bubble bath? Ever, ever, ever. Are you, who are you asking? Sean, have you ever? Yeah, taken- of course. Oh, okay. Not every day, but you know, three or four a week <laughs> and not with the same bubbles every time. Like after three or four times, I use different right. bubbles. And a rubber ducky. Yeah. So thrifty. Um, and, and, you know, to your point, like, I do think there is a lot that will still come out. I mean, one thing that's coming out more and more is, just who these fucking people were like all the people that went there on private jets uh that one guy and then uh no i mean did you see that there was a west virginia elected representative who was there ex-military ex-military people today they were saying on the news this was just a thing that came out that 
uh, members of the FDNY, the Fire Department of New York, uh, were were there. They're not sure if it was current members or retired members, uh, but you know that makes me. I mean, that's what they always say about the about the fire department, right? Is that when everybody else is rushing in, they are also uh, rushing in, right? That's the. <laughs> That's the thing about it's not the catchiest, but uh, well, uh, but but I mean, it's just and and that stuff is going to keep coming out. And of course, like you said, Amber, it's not over. Like no. now, there's all this stuff about there's going to be another one on the 17th or the 19th or the inauguration day. And you know, I, I I've seen reports, and I have not gone on these sites myself, but I've seen reports that for the people who are whatever on parlor on gab this was a huge victory for them like they saw this as a major triumph they did what they wanted to do they went in they fucking smeared their shit all over the walls in the capitol they took the confederate flag in there they you know so and, and they were allowed to and right. so that indicates that they could probably do it again and be allowed well, and that that i mean again i feel like we're all on the same page about this the three what of page us. are you on i'm on but 64 <laughs> But it feels like it needs to be said, especially for this event, is that if you didn't believe that racism in this country existed before this, like it was such um, an on-the-nose display of the white privilege that exists in this country. Because if that was Black Lives Matter protesters, I mean, they would just be hosing the streets with blood. It, which is not easy because, you know, it's easy to get blood into <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, it's easy to get water into the hose, but to but, but what hook I mean it up to like, the blood machine. They would have never gotten even that close. Right. You know? Well, I mean, there's a million. Oh, hey, look yeah. who it is. Speak of the devil. We weren't actually talking about you. Uh, not, our takes were hot. Here we yeah. go. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Intern Alex, the drug dealer, is here to tell us all about what's been going on. Alex, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Hi, Alex. Do you have uh, what's that one book behind you that that one on the third shelf? <laughs> oh, let me grab it for you. The UCB Improv Manual. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I, I my back. Clear, I have boxes clearly everywhere. a hologram, by the way. But go ahead. <laughs> I have boxes everywhere. I just moved, so. Uh, if this is distracting, I could change it. No, no, no. It's no, great. it's great. Cool. Where'd you move? Indiana. Whoa, what's in Indiana? Yeah. I'm going back to school again. You're addicted. I know. It's too much school. What you could go to school and you could also work for the next Mike Pence election campaign. Great. Look forward to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm studying uh, computer science, uh, actually um, abstract intelligence for computers. So figuring out how to create things with computers. So tell a joke, so maybe. Is that AI? They always talk about AI. Is that abstract intelligence? Uh, a lot of it now is like very basic level abstract intelligence, maybe basically like combining things very simply. And so we need to figure out how to do it convincingly, like um, tell a real joke, you know, as we would know it. Hey, um, I, didn't, I didn't let you come on here so you could fucking <laughs> heckle me. I'm not talking about you compared because oh, right tell now a with, real joke. I mean, uh, well, right now what they're what, what the the highest form of jokes they can tell is if you're watching Conan O'Brien. Let's say we have tons and tons of Conan O'Brien jokes, 
they try to mine through that and figure out what's a funny like, joke that creates. Exactly. So that's it's not convincing yet. I wasn't talking about in relative to humans. I was talking about relative to other machines these days. I um not to be devil's advocate, but sure. Do we need anybody who says that immediately does, you know, <laughs> not to be devil's advocate, but the devil is really fucking smart. <laughs> well, it, 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 it sort of the reason it was out of my mind lately was because during the pandemic, uh, no life comedy really sucked. And I had a tough time kind of um, thinking it through. And I just happened to be taking some math courses and I emailed the professor and thought it was an interesting idea to study. And they thought so, too. So that's why I'm here. Um oh. You're trying to make all comedians get their jobs taken away. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, Thanks, right. We already have those dancing robots. And the next thing you know, there's going to be an open mic with just robots going like <laughs> telling, <laughs> telling real jokes, unlike some of us. <laughs> also, who judges what a real joke is, by the way? <laughs> Comedy is subjective. <laughs> yep. Hey, tell a real joke. <laughs> Alex, Alex, you, you are essentially for this project doing an AI comedian. Is Joe drowning? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, you're right, Joe, <laughs> um, but that's. And as we're pausing here, I mean, this could replace human comedians if they're funnier. And, and is, I'm just curious, Alex, is the goal of your project, because as you're saying, it has to feel real. That your AI comedian like has a good show, like like you're you're gonna put together like you want like to a, like, like a, a packet. Is there a way? Is there a way to get subtitles on Joe's uh, dialogue? <laughs> you know, I understood most of it. Okay. I actually think that I want to help comedians, Joe. I don't because I don't think at this point computers can say like, "Hey, let me write a pilot, or let me write a TV show, or let me tell a monologue." It's not, I don't think it's gonna be there. It's more creating a space for comedians to explore. Um, I know it's hard, it's hard to understand, but it's hard for me to understand. <laughs> but <laughs> my favorite, <laughs> like a collaborator, then. like a that's yes, that's why I have hope. So that you have a team of twelve writers and maybe one computer. I mean, that's the idea. By the way, that ironically is the pitch for my next sitcom pilot, which is <laughs> exploring space. So <laughs> okay, great. Well, thanks, guys. <laughs> Uh, so Alex, we were just talking before you got here, we were talking about, I don't know if you can guess this, but we were talking about some of the events that took place earlier this week. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you have, uh, thoughts on, uh, anything that was going on, but, uh, you know, I, I was, I sort of wanted to take your guys lead on it. Cause you can go a lot of directions in this It's a very disappointing week, very stressful, a lot of anxiety this week. I actually realized those that all probably... feel like similar directions. Like that's not. <laughs> I was scared that no. I was like, you don't know what. Those are all on the same compass. Okay, well, basically. No, it's sort of just like we can talk about the police. We can talk about the people who took, who had the the resources to go to DC, take flights, take guys, whatever the to guys get with there. Private jets. Oh we can God. talk about how we saw this. We already talked about that guy. Yeah, we're, so okay. we're done with that topic. We can talk about the memes, how we can meme through it. How to, we can only laugh at these people. Well, there was what a guy. What would you like to talk about, Alex? I want to Imagine talk about... this whole episode is just an hour of Alex listing different things we could talk about. <laughs> it's pretty clear that the police. We could talk are... about where these guys got their shoelaces from. 
Sure. It's pretty it's pretty clear that the police weren't as vigilant as they were maybe in various protests in the past six months or so. 100%. That's the problem I have. Um, because, you know, a police officer died that day. But it was clear that, <clears throat> maybe not clear, there tend to be two teams, uh, there tend to be a single team when you're talking about police officers, especially in a position like that. Um, and you watch the videos and they seem to be on the same team as a lot of the people there. Mm-hmm. And that's very frustrating because a guy died, on a police died, obviously four other people died, but the police died. And so when it's in the media, it gets played by whoever needs to play it up. And so the conversations, uh, you know, many months ago over the past few years of police officers are being way harsh to one group of people and not to other group of people. And then we see it on TV. Um, it's hard to skip those other conversations and then join this one right here. Uh, Cause obviously the uh, Black Lives Matter movement, different, um, different type of police show up when those type of protests happen even in the same spots that happened just a few months ago. Uh, with a different sucks. energy. With a no, different I, energy, different attitude. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of different factors at play here because, I mean, I think a lot of shit is going to come out about who was given what orders and who was told to do what and people who weren't or were supposed to be there or not be there or whatever. But it's my understanding also that on top of – because one thing you could talk about is face-to-face confrontations. How do people deal and interact with people? You know, In other words, somebody comes up to me and goes, I'm going in, and I hit them in the face with my baton, or I go, all right, fine, go ahead. You know, um, That's one aspect of it. Another aspect of it is the pictures we all saw of – federal troops on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial back in the summer versus this time there weren't any of that. There was none of that. And there's this whole thing being made about, well, we didn't know this was going to happen. We didn't, which, which is clearly, uh, I don't know how you say bullshit. uh, Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you. And, uh, you know, but then there's also the element, and this was this was not an original thought on my part, like most things I say, but the idea that by calling out federal troops in the Black Lives Matter protests, Trump put the people in D.C., the mayor, the local politicians, in the position of saying, we don't want federal armed troops in the streets of dc no we don't want that let's see how the situation unfolds so the irony of it is by abusing that power he made it easier for himself to abuse that power in a different way right 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 hyper normalization right um and it is it is funny. I mean, not funny. A lot of nuance there too, because DC kind of is funny. not its it's not its own state, right? It does it can't control right. federal troops. That is the big thing. We saw it. Ha- I mean, totally different situation if DC could say, "Listen, it's, we got to bring someone in." Did uh, anybody else think Alex looks like a ghost right now? <laughs> that haunts a a, a a book room. It's a very room. Harry Potter a spooky library. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a personal library. Uh, uh, I, I was I was going to say I, I read some reporting that there were people in this situation um, 
close to the president. The situation room? No, no, sir. Just the situation. I'm sure it was a room somewhere, but that were concerned that if they did give the president the permission to to bring in to request the National Guard come in, that they he would they would be under his control. So some people were like adding, like some people were trying to avoid that. I think there was such a the problem with this whole approach of chaos is then to find a solution sometimes is as chaotic as what they've created. And well, I it's think- also the thing that Maryland, Maryland had troops ready to go. They're right next door, but they're not right. allowed to obviously mm-hmm. just go in, you know? Right. I saw that, that Chuck <laughs> Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and Steny Hoyer were on the phone with governor Hogan in Maryland saying, please fucking send in some troops. And he was like, they're here. They're ready to go. I can't do it until I get permission. You right. know, they were locked in an office on the phone with him as people were tearing shit down or smearing shit on the walls or whatever they were doing right outside their office. You know, the, um, wait, the, did, and, did they really smear shit on the walls? That's yeah. what. Yeah. But it's so crazy because you remember, like, just or maybe two, it was chocolate. I mean, I don't know if anybody tasted it. You know. Oh yes, tasting their own nuts. That's true. But do you remember a month or two after Donald Trump came in office? He the big deal was that he invited Kislyak, or he invited two Russian, obviously big into spies, into his office. Yeah. Just the biggest breach, obviously, that we've ha- we've seen in the past four years and past twenty. I mean, you name it. That was crazy. That was when he gave them. He did two things. He gave them intelligence that. Uh, outed some Israeli spy. Israeli spy, yeah. And that was also when he told them he had finally gotten rid of that lunatic James Comey, who was totally out of his mind. Uh, right. And they all laughed about it. But uh, the yeah, the, the the police thing is. I just think there's a lot of levels of complexity to that. You know, that's tough. Um, and the other part is the political part, where it's the whole primary, right? It was we have to unify. These aren't bad people. And so it's like we he, we have to reach across the aisle. It's a very difficult thing to look at today and say, and it's very difficult. And so just, I read a few minutes ago that the Republicans are trying to make the trade-off. We'll honor the electoral vote if you forget this whole thing happened. That's not a trade. That's not a, that's not a trade. Right. So uh, it's just really disappointing. Yeah. Well, so, I, I I have two different directions I want to go in right now. Uh, north and also north. Anxiety. Um, <laughs> and stress. No, no, no. Just to go back for a second to the idea of armed federal troops and all that stuff. Please. I read a breakdown today. There, there's a guy named Seth Abramson who is on Twitter. He's a he's a professor from New Hampshire, and he has been writing for years. I think he's written three books at this point um, about all the nefarious shit that's gone on with the Trump administration and he did a, like a 160 tweet breakdown of Trump's speech right. right. about, you know, what Trump was saying before, you know, at the cat, at the white house, before everybody went to the Capitol. And one of those points that he made, and he does, you know, he does it in a way that is, uh, very specific about what Trump's saying, but then there's also an element of it that is, this is my interpretation of what he's saying. Sure. And of course, the problem with that is he can say, this is how I interpret it. And it could be clear to me that he's absolutely right, 
But the way Trump speaks, he could turn around and say, that's not what I'm saying at all. You know, and it's very uh, propagandistic the way he speaks, like he speaks in. It's like the Michael Cohen thing where he says, like, he says things without actually saying them. So people understand what he's telling them to do without him actually verbally saying the thing. It's a a deliberate. It's a deliberate. It's a deliberate vagueness, which is part part of the approach. Right. Right. So, but also so on the nose, like it, it, it wasn't, oh yeah, right. it wasn't, like it's so it wasn't obvious. like yeah. a we subtle vague. We just saw that last week right. in the Georgia phone call, you know, we just right. saw, I mean, we see that every day. It's anyway, sorry. But sorry. he, but he, uh, he makes a lot of really good points. I mean, one thing is Trump's language where everything he says is, is violent rhetoric. In other words, he talked about Romney in his speech. He said Romney got slaughtered in his election in 2012. The, the the Republicans got killed in this election, you know? It's just always couched in such, you have to fight. We have to fight these people because otherwise they'll destroy. Like it's always, you know. We, we, weakness, yeah. is a, weakness is another one. But uh, one of the things, one of the weak. things that he was talking about was, and, and I, I, I would have to go back and look at the thread to see the specific language, but he was interpreting what Trump was saying as Trump saying, we all here, all of us here, the, the, they weren't rioters yet then, but the rioters that are here to listen to my speech. And the guy who the came on a private here, jet. The guy from the <laughs> private jet with, apparently he brought three friends. It was a woman. Um, it was a woman. It was a woman. They, they Hello. but, but also <laughs> the police and the troops, all of us are going to go over there and we're going to go. So I guess what what Seth Abramson's point was, had there been military presence there, Trump was quite certain that they would have at least gone along with it, if not joined in, you know, and he's been talking for years. And I don't know if that's true or not, but that was Trump's interpretation of how he would have been supported in that moment. Well, apparently and- he was inspiring enough for military people all across the country to show up. Right. Uh, in ununiformed or uniformed with zip ties or what have you. So and, and at the level of the police, which is oh, just crazy. just beneath the military, at the level of police, they did let them in. The police did go along. So so it's like he cleared that bar, and that's how it, right. it happened. But, but, you but know? again, that's also that's also hit or miss because yes, there's absolutely footage of the police letting him in, but there's also right. footage. Of- Sorry, yeah. not letting him in, and people right. were and beat but up, and the guy got people, killed, yeah. and right. But but I, I, something that we were talking about of more information coming out is, and this is this is the, this terrifying is, they're starting to report more and more the coordination that was happening behind the scenes. So there there is complicity to to what's what happened, and uh, I I saw someone bring this up and I actually can recall in 2006 seeing a news story about this report. The FBI did a comprehensive report on the infiltration of white supremacists into law enforcement. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I mean, it's it's so old. It's a Rage Against the Machine song, you know? Right, right. But I mean, but when you when 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 the citizen goes, oh well, what's are what's you going sure on? that was two thousand six? It was fourteen years ago, and wow. that's that's the thing where you go, 
at least it, you know how long it's going to take the government to actually do something about it. So the first thing is report. Okay, they do the report, and then nothing happens. Nothing happens. But also, but also, in, in defense of all that, time is so elastic. Like I thought, my comedy career would have taken off by now, but I'm still. I mean, it's been <laughs> it's been more than 14 years. You know, like it's. <laughs> Sean, I don't know, it just Sean, these things take time. You know, if you could tell a real joke. Ah, come on. Hey, tell a real joke, buddy. <laughs> what are you, a fucking robot? <laughs> I wish. Uh, oh, but here's the other thing I was... Dreams. <laughs> my mother, she's so crazy. My friend, my friend, uh, my friend Eric Drysdale, who I haven't seen in a long, long time, but he was a, he, he's a writer and a comic in New York, and uh, he had one of my favorite jokes of his was, uh, he would say, how many robots does it take to screw in a light bulb? One. That's it. Um, the uh, the other thing I was going to say off your off what you were saying before, Alex, I, I was talking about how I kind of lost my mind on Twitter on Wednesday and was just trying to make jokes all day. Like just that was how I was dealing it's with. It's the it. only way. But one of the things I wrote, and I actually wrote it down. Uh, this was on Wednesday, and I don't remember what time I wrote this, but I wrote. This was a joke. Remember. I just hope none of these protesters are prosecuted. It would feel totally political. The country needs to heal. And but that's what's happening. Exactly what's <laughs> happening. You know, I mean, I've watched Fox News the last couple of nights and they can't stop talking about what a hypocrite Biden is because he ran as a president for everyone and he ran as a president who was going to reach across the aisle and he ran as a president who was going to heal the country. And now he's saying, wait a second, those people did something bad. It's Shouldn't he just treason. ignore that? It's no. The flip, the flip was instantaneous. The Fox flip was instantaneous. And it was, it was so jarring. So it's, 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 it's dissonant. It doesn't, it, you, 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 and you, and again, you always keep coming back to how can someone believe it? And then you see the footage of the people there and they are like Amber, you said from the very beginning, some of those people were so absolutely passionate in their conviction, psychotically violent. Well, I, I, believing, I thought it was really you know? sad. I mean, that woman who was killed, who was shot by the police, I don't know if you saw the video of her in her car as she was driving to the rally. And that's exactly right. She was, she had had a psychotic break. Like she was mentally ill. Right. She was screaming with no one in the car, just to her. Like, at least I'm screaming now, but I know you guys are listening to me. I know there's people listening to me. Uh, but she right. was screaming at her phone about what they were going to do and how they were going to take the country back and the country wasn't going to be over. And it's because of what you said, Joe. It's like they've been fed so much bullshit and it has just infused every cell and they really believe that these... <laughs> it's not funny, but it does kind of make me laugh that these... Joe Biden, who, by the way, the big criticism of Biden was that he was too corporate. But yet at the same time, he's also a communist socialist. I know. No, he's the Anarchist. Trojan horse for the Bernie Sanders agenda. That's what it was. The Good. I hope yeah. he is. <laughs> yeah, great. And now that now that he won, he has the mandate to be the Trojan horse. Uh, anyway, but whatever. Well, well um, oh, man. But just how crazy it has made people mm -hmm. and like. Well, and what I keep thinking about is that there's, there, um, 
Trump has sort of masterfully put himself in this perfect position because if any consequence come down on him, he says, see, I've been persecuted this whole time and here's also, the proof. And it's it a just, really, it just, he really was playing 11 dimension and it, chess. And it, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he's actually this smart or if it happened accidentally, but no matter what happens, his followers just see it as more confirmation. Yeah. And, and it's and, like, I don't, I don't know how to get out of that well, hole. To I, be honest, I think he's pretty good at doing the dialectic where it's just like, um, okay, our people are passionate enough to Mr. invade the Indiana Capitol. University. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like this. They say our, uh, our people are so passionate we'll invade the Capitol. Actually, no, those aren't our people. They're Antifa. No, right. those are our people. No, it's Antifa. So, right, right, right. You know, they're really I, good at switching that up. The, 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 again, yes, it's, Every 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 hour is a whiplash of cognition right now in this country because you literally see him on Wednesday go, We love you, you are special. And then the next day he goes, You don't you do not represent America and you will pay. And it, 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 it's like right now our country is collapsing because people these guys have a daddy complex and daddy and they can't figure out daddy. I mean it's well, it's it's getting worse now because if you look at some of the messages on Parler, and I don't care about the censorship part, but on Parler, it is people saying Trump gave up on us. He cucked us, things like that. Good. But I hope they get, start turning on him. But can they get worse without this guy? Because even, you know, history says that brown shirts, people can lose control of brown shirts. So it is just like, can it get any worse than that? And the people... I also find brown an ugly color. Like, it's not flattering to anybody, you know? Hey, the right warm brown? I guess. Well, you know, it could be like chocolate on a wall yes! of the Capitol. A nice um, chocolate sweater. The the, the 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 thing the thing is that even though that even <laughs> Alex, as you're saying, some people are realize some people are waking up that he doesn't give a shit about them. But the majority of them still have no idea that they're doing all of this for a person who thinks they're low class pieces of shit. That's the funniest part is he's watching the guys on TV and said, this is embarrassing. These are not right. the people I wanted he to show up. He would never be in the same room as them. Well, I think he uh. was, I, I actually think, I mean, th what you're saying is true, but I think that he, he was doing the dialectic. I think he was like, you know, yeah, this is great that this is happening. It's just <laughs> bad that it's these people. Like, I wish they had dressed better you know why is why is that guy wearing horns and fur they should all be wearing oh. a suit <laughs> yeah you yeah. wanted like you know when they did that video that mtv uh, uh music awards where it was like a, a hundred m&ms mm -hmm. <laughs> he wanted a hundred trumps he wanted a hundred trumps to storm up there the only thing that could have been worse I would, I would have been one of them by the way i could do trump <laughs> uh we need to get into the capital and stop the steel. It's time to stop the steel. There's people. They're doing things that they you wouldn't even believe. Can you imagine I, I, the president. Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say we've we've mentioned this on the show before, but anytime we do talk about that fucking guy, to mention all the people around him that right. continue to enable and make this happen, and well, Sean went. The cowards who are just resigning so they don't have to be the ones who <laughs> um, the shameless, shameless, yeah. But Sean, when you were talking about that speech, because I read I read that same thread, and 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 it finally fucking dawned on me because you just want to focus so much on fucking him. 
Somebody wrote that speech. Oh, right. Well, you know, there was a speechwriter who knows how to how write do in you his look voice. yourself in the mirror? Like, I truly don't you understand. You know what's fucked up? You know who wrote that speech? It was you. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Valenti. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say uh, Alex's AI comedian <laughs> punched it up. <laughs> Get a real one. coup! Tell a real coup! <laughs> this is uninspired. <laughs> no, but I mean, all kidding aside, that, as far as enablers and cowards and all that stuff, that did. I was like, he is not the one who is doing all these devious things and moving people around. And we got to get this guy out of the Pentagon and get this guy in. No, He's just he like, doesn't he, have the, yeah, yeah, he doesn't right. have the detail orientation to do right. that. Right. So there are people. And the first person who popped into my head when I had that thought was fucking Stephen Miller, who definitely I didn't even, is he still that, around? I did not know he was speech. still around. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And, 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 and someone who survived COVID. There's so many of them who have fucking survived COVID and they didn't get that sick. He got sick. His wife got sick. I'm, I mean, I know I don't wish ill on anyone, but I'm like, you know, there's so many people that there that got sick that got that immediate, whatever the the the, the, the antibody you know uh, cocktail that they get that like makes them bounce back. And it's just can we just have, can we just clarify this? There is no antibody. It is a myth. It is a boogeyman. All right, oh, no, no, that's Antifa. Okay, I didn't know. Oh. I don't, there's just so much stuff going on. I don't know. Also, um, really, just to talk about I was our, of Antifa, sorry. our um, experience dealing with this this week. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of all that, the story broke that um, the COVID test that Los Angeles. Oh, my God. Yes. Guys. Nice. Oh. <laughs> is only for symptomatic people and people have been using it as like, I took a test. That means I'm fine to go hang out with people. And it might definitely be a reason why we're having such horrible spikes. Because they don't work. They have to, false negatives. To your point, that 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 got totally lost. Because I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I heard that. It's something about like a 25-year-old kid who invented it, who's... It, it, being paid one hundred and eighty like an million dollars, yeah. and you know, like, but but I don't have the I don't brain have capacity. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So he's a twenty-five-year-old Oxford graduate who got funding at a Silicon Valley like startup. That was a thing, and he convinced these all these people, a third of Los Angeles test takers, to use this test. Wow. And Crazy. they all got false negatives. Well, or not a all, lot of but, it, got, but yeah, it was a lot very of prone false to false negatives. Yes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it just, it felt very dystopian when there's like a coup going on, there's a pandemic, the testing that we do have is unreliable. It's just like, Amber, you've gotten tests, right? You and Jeff have gotten, I've have never you, gotten tested, but oh, I don't you haven't go gotten, anywhere. <laughs> I don't, I I don't I even have, go grocery shopping. So I, I took my first test this week. Oh, I'm negative, but yeah. I feel guilty about it, but now I don't because it would have no. been worthless. <laughs> me, that's me too. I I haven't had one. I haven't had one either yet. And I and I I saw that, and I was just like, well, I. I guess you have to do the nose one, right? I yeah. took one. Yeah. I took one, and I got a five. <laughs> I don't perfect score. I don't know what yeah, that means, great. but you Congrats. know, I'm not sure. Like an AP course. Look, I'd rather. <laughs> I, I think it would have been better. Yeah, AP. I, it would have been better if uh, we got a, a – it's better to get a false positive 
than a false negative. 100%. And but that I'd is rather see the glass thing. as fakely half full than fakely. Well, I would oh, rather a large yeah. percentage of the population quarantined that didn't need to. Mm-hmm. But, and yeah. a large percentage of the population that should be quarantining aren't. Like, so I would I, rather I, be too safe. I've been trying my best. And I guess the best hope would have been, oh, you got this six months ago. And I'd be like, great. Don't have to worry about this anymore. going to play by the rules, but I don't have to worry about me dying or something like that. But yeah, the best I can say is that this one test gave me a negative. Now I don't want to keep going out. I mean, I, I still don't want to go out, obviously, but I don't want to keep getting tested even. I don't want to do right. anything. And, right. and, right. and, and how many of those books have you read behind you, Alex? <laughs> Zero, Sean. I just got here. I just put, I just finished. <laughs> well, put and the thing, the thing about the tests, and again, I'm not the first person to bring this up, but it only says that you're negative at the moment that you took the test. You could technically get the virus coming home from the test. Right, it's, and you know, I'm, at a, I'm in Indiana, another state that's crazy, and it's students. I have, they're live students. Um, they're very oh, small. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do get viruses uh, too. Alex, um, Alex, live nude students or? Uh. Joe, no. <laughs> no, not your co-eds, Joe. No, it's. I think there are. It's like smaller groups, Dex obviously. Positive, but it, that's the my big concern is eighteen year olds, right? Like, because uh, when I went to Santa Barbara, I drove down to Santa Barbara just three months ago with my um, cousin, because he had some family down there, and all of this. I can't tell students, if you're lying. Was it really your cousin? <laughs> it was my cousin. Really my cousin three Ethan. months ago. <laughs> it was a few months ago. I can't remember, guys. But anyway, Time nobody on no campus. Meaning. Nobody on campus, like we were around, obviously, the UC Santa Barbara area, nobody was wearing masks. And it's just like, you see it now, because everything you think of is two to four weeks in advance now, because it's like, oh, they're going to be sick in two weeks. And, uh, you know, yeah, play by the rules. Uh, well, speaking of pay- playing by the rules, I think we should take a quick break. Yeah, it's been like four hours. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we then, haven't said uh, anything. Except- and then we'll come back and we'll do some checking in. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll see you guys in a moment. Hey guys, it's Sean. Uh, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. We all really appreciate it. Although those guys aren't here to tell you that right now. I'm sure they would be agreeing with me. Um, but while you have a second, while you're waiting for the show to start again, uh, maybe go to iTunes, rate and review the show. We'd love to get, um, some good reviews up there so we can start uh, building our audience. It's been 47 years that we've been doing the show and we've decided to start uh, increasing the size of our audience. So any help, greatly appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Now back to our show. We're back. You're listening to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. It's time for a segment on the show that we like to call checking in are you serious <laughs> i'm totally serious okay let's uh, do it <laughs> so let's start today with jamie <laughs> holy shit he's not even here jesus christ alex you got any jamie impressions actually i had something to say about jamie i was hoping he'd be here because i was listening to the episode and it was so funny that he was talking about the trolley to amber because that is not the, how, I don't know when you guys recorded that episode, but. Dolly. Not 1962. Yeah. Dolly. Dolly, sorry, Dolly. <laughs> so that is not the first time he like gaslit you on the show. 
So I remember early on, you wanted to put on a show. Uh, you wanted to put on a Liquid Feet show at his theater. He just got, he had just opened it. Right, right. And you said, oh, yeah. you know, I want to perform at your stage, but I didn't, I didn't know how to bring it up. And he said, oh, well, one day maybe we can talk about it. <laughs> and the way you understood that was like, oh, he's blowing me off. But he understood it to say, oh, she'll blow up, she'll pick up the courage one day and ask me. <laughs> that was so funny because that's not the first like, time the misunderstanding has happened. That way. A- a- Alex, are you saying there's a pattern to Jamie's behavior? There's a whirlwind of behavior. Of yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of comedy is based in misunderstandings. It's, tell the robot yeah. or don't. <laughs> I don't know. My friend told me he had a dolly. Turns but out he didn't. Ha 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 ha. He has done this before. <laughs> tip, tip your waitresses. <laughs> Alex, Alex, are you? Alex. What else is going on? <laughs> yes, Joe. Alex, this I mean, this is fascinating. I mean, uh, <laughs> Alex, you could not have a better checking in than I am creating an artificial intelligence comedian. Are you, there's so many forms of comedy, so many kinds of jokes. How are you narrowing that down? I'm just curious about that process. Knock, knock. Who's there? It is me. Oh, hey, how are you? We look the same. That's because I am you and you are me. We are one and we are all together. Thank you. Cuckoo-cuchu. I think it's zero 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 one zero 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 one zero zero. That's the, that's his that's his tag. <laughs> that's his catchphrase. T-shirt. Yeah. I am laughing on the outside. Uh, I think it's. Um, I totally forgot what you asked, Joe. <laughs> but well, Alex, Alex, like, are you programming? Like, would it be able to tell? Like, are a, you high, a... Alex? No, I'm not. I'm just. I'm laughing. <laughs> Alex, would, would, would it be able to tell a political joke? Like a no, kind of joke? No, that'd be very difficult. So uh, the biases, I mean, it'd be t- it's tough to, the political stuff I'd really want to stay away from because I'm not right. really, you know. It would mostly, have to be something universal. It, the basic thing would be just A to C. Can I get a computer program if we give it a word? Can I go from A to C? That's all. That's. So what what's A? What is A? The setup? Any subject, well, you know, just like the improv A to C, any subject, can we get something funny that out of this like, idea? That isn't like the obvious next right. idea. That's it's it. Like That's it. Now, the problem isn't, can we do that? The problem is, is what's, what's the common knowledge that, we com- that we're coming from? When we, right, go to right, UC- right. when we go to a UCB show, we're kind of all on the same page. If it's a computer, how do we get that computer on a page? What, pa- what is a page? That's what yeah. we're on. I believe we're actually on page sixty-four. Yeah. If I've been listening to the podcast. Do that's, you guys? Do you guys want to do zip zap zap before we start the show? I would. Uh, I love zip zap zap because zip zap zap sounds like words that I would say. Zip zap zap. Look, I You're am not a robot. Yes, and I am a robot. Yes, and. We, yes, and I am a I, robot. I can't wait for this episode to be so, like, not age well, where it's like, yeah, robot comedians are, like, the coolest, biggest. Well, the first thing I thought of was those dancing robots. And the problem with that stuff is that there is speculation that these are, and I don't think it's not within the realm of possibility. So these many are negatives. Being, these are being perfected. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what if I was not not here? I would be here. Um, Sean, but these yeah. are these are military technology that at some point 
there will be oligarchs who will who, not need human armies because they will have these robots. Because Alex taught them to tell jokes. Listen, as soon as as soon as computers realize they're more efficient than humans at, at pressing the enter key, they're going to get rid of all of us. But. Alex, 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 but we are bringing up a, a good point here. Are you concerned <laughs> at all that your work could fall into the wrong hands? Are you actually I am. a scientist? Actually, I am. I am scared about that stuff, but um, it's it's already happening. I don't know. You can't. I don't want it. It's mostly the, what I want to do is mathematic. I want the math space. I don't really. Um, it's more theory that I want to do. I'd rather if I could Convenient. patent it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if I could patent it, I'd rather not go That's to anything Max like Luthor that. Max Luthor said it first as well. It's more of a. It's more more for therapy. It's not supposed to be something. You know. I, I don't know. Alex. How to Alex. I think roasting uh, you and for no reason. <laughs> no, because it, because it's fascinating. Here is my theory. Okay, my theory is if you split an atom, it will release an incredible amount of energy. This is purely <laughs> theoretical. Theoretical. I would never put that into practice. Tell a real joke. Will you pay me to put it into practice? I certainly. <laughs> I would like to do a practical experiment, perhaps in the desert somewhere. <laughs> not not funny. Tell a real joke. <laughs> Alex, Alex, Alex. Yes. I mean, seriously, though. Alex, 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 Alex. Joe, 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 Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Alex, uh, go. I'm, you know, I, got, I apologize. I'm so excited for the future that Alex is creating. Alex, do you feel that? Do you feel, I mean, but do you feel like, are you trying to rationalize it in the way, same way that the guy who created Skynet is like, this is this is something necessary. This is something we can explore. But but I mean, what if you do? Are you the comedians? new Joe Morton? In other it feels words? like yeah. a leading question. I'm just saying, Alex. I, I really. I mean, I'm fascinated. Uh, I'm I'm excited for this new world. But how dangerous are you? <laughs> well, but Alex, what I mean, yeah. What Alex. if there are then no comedians? <laughs> I don't know, Joe. I don't know what to do. Joe. <laughs> Alex. Comedi comedians are society's greatest resource. If you put them out of business, if they become obsolete. Alex is teaching robots jokes so that they can go into battle for oligarchs and make wisecracks the way soldiers have since time immemorial, you know? Or At they'll, the they'll be like... the beach, they're, they're, they'll have like a metal, <laughs> a metal cigar in their mouths and just be like... See. Looks like this could be the big one. Let's go. <laughs> That's not a good joke, robot. <laughs> Tell a real joke. Look, do you want me to? I'll frag you, motherfucker. Take my robot wife, please. <laughs> Is anybody here from out of town? Oh, yeah, we all are. That's why we are invading. Invading. Well, no, I like how Joe has a real cigarillo and Sean has a fake cigarillo. Because I'm a robot. <laughs> <laughs> well, the robots could be anti-fascist, sort of like the Marx Brothers, where they enter a situation and, and sort of demolish it from the inside. Like Westworld. Like Westworld. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, totally, if you program totally. it. Transformers. <laughs> Westwood or Westworld? Westwood. Um, West Whirlwind. All right, so who's checking in? Was it Jamie? I forget. Yeah, Alex was. It was Jamie. Oh, Alex. Alex is checking in. 
I just moved in to Indiana, well, about a week ago. And so that's been stressful. Amber, yeah. you can relate. Mm-hmm. I had to fly. And that was the Ugh. worst part. The worst part. Because I just didn't want to TSA, you talking about? Well, that, I had to unpack everything. Like, because I forgot that I just had to unpack everything. And I was moving. The guy stressful. looked at your suitcase and he was like, let's, uh, let's unpack this. <laughs> yes. No, seriously, unpack it. Yeah, that, that is exactly what happened. And then just the whole... Tell a real joke. That was a real joke. Good job. Oh, we the opposite <laughs> But also getting into the new apartment, which was better than I thought it would be. Um, but man, making sure you have just everything you need sucks. Well, and but, do you um, know anyone in Indiana? or, or Well, like- my cousin, he went here. He's not here right now, but he, he can help me sort of like guide me around Your town cousin? a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, no, my real, my real cousin. By the way, he sorry to, to interrupt, but this is just making me think of when Alex moved in here with me the first oh, day. Oh, no. And I don't know if you remember this, Alex, but, like, you're talking about having everything you need. And obviously, everything was all set up. Like, I had cable. I had, you know, electricity, you everything. You to start from scratch, yeah. 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 And, uh, and so Alex moved in. And the first day he was here, all the power went out in the apartment. Like, just <laughs> everything. We were just sitting here, and all of a sudden, it was like. But thanks to the we power like, going out. I was just going to say, like, it, it was that thing where, like, I, I was like, oh, this happens sometimes in the neighborhood. It's probably a blackout. Like, it's when we looked out the window and everybody else's lights was still on. It was just this apartment. I didn't know that. But thanks to the power going out, my cousin, remember, my cousin was there helping me move in. I don't know if you remember that. But we discovered that exit. I still don't know if it was your cousin or not, but go ahead. <laughs> That was a totally different cousin. But we there we discovered the exit on the other side of your building. Oh, that's um, how you discovered that. Right. And then I thought you knew it. And so I didn't I, I didn't I let did. You know about I just it. never had the logic capacity to process it the way you did. I, I <laughs> the thing we're talking about is the fact that once Alex moved in, instead of walking up the hill to the front of the building, he would just come in through five stories cool down yeah. on the other side of the building. Oh. So he didn't have to worry about coming up the hill, you know? Wow. Because that's a anyway. big-ass hill. It's yeah. very steep. Uh, so what else? Alex, you moved to Indiana. Uh, you moved in. You got a bunch of books behind you. First thing you did was unpack your books. It's 28 degrees out right now. And no. so it's been tough to go outside, and there's no sun. So I've just been, like, taking vitamins and trying to eat as well as I could. And I need to start working out soon. And Luckily, the gym here, you can... All of those things are not exclusive to Indiana. Eating well, taking vitamins, working no, out. No, it's just that anywhere, it's a school. You know? It's a university area. I'm just really I'm nervous about going out because I know in a few weeks there are just going to be people everywhere. But luckily, the, the apartment has a gym where you can make an appointment. So it's only you and one other person across the gym. The so partner? Are you with somebody right now? No, it's not a partner. It's just if, other, if another tenant wants to work out. Oh, the apartment. I thought you said the Apartment, partner. sorry. Apartment. Oh, okay. Are you, um, on, so, are you on campus or off campus? Uh, what's your about, living space like? About a mile away. So enough to where I can walk. A 20-minute walk is, you know, nice. So you'll have, you'll have in-person classes. Yeah, par- partly in person. That's, That's the stressful in, part. In, in, in robot, not in person. I am. In robot. Welcome to day My name is Mr. 00010110. <laughs> I'm a bit rusty. Please just call me 01000010001. I do not believe in masks. Don't call me doctor. Let's proceed. Uh, But whatever you do, do not call me late for dinner. Thank you (laughs) so much. Jeff has a really funny bit, and I'm not doing it justice, but that in the future, um, 
people will be offended. Like, Grandpa, stop doing that robot impression. It's offensive. Like, like. <laughs> that's funny. I'm going to put that on a slide. Amber. Not Thank all you. robots talk like that. Okay. That's not cool. If you want to sound right. like a robot, you have to be a robot. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> this is robot appropriation. That voice. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Glad you're in Indiana, Alex. I hope you don't destroy the world. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, checking in. Joe, what's going on? I didn't have to order. Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe, Joe. He gets excited. I didn't have to order any special food this week. So it was a, uh, so I didn't have that. Really quick. Stress. Sorry. Yeah. Can I, can I cut in? Yes. Alex, it looks like you're ready for being a college student again, drinking out of red solo cups. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go Alex, ahead. Alex, you're not throwing a rager in the rest of the room, are you? No, Play that's like my last thing I want to do. Right. Um. Uh. So so uh. So I didn't have any additional stress. I could just take in all the collapse of uh, America and the uh, storming of the Capitol and the insurgency. Um. Oh, uh, trying to, trying to do what I think everyone was trying to do, which was to, again, find a coping mechanism, um, working with my friend on, on a script, which again, it felt, it's like we couldn't, we, we couldn't even talk about the idea for the first two hours because it was doing what we were doing now, just trying to. You were just yelling his name at him? <laughs> Alex! Matt! Matt, Matt. <laughs> um, and by the way, um, it's I, what I wanted to. I guess what I wanted to talk about was in in all of this happening is how we've been reconnect. People have been reconnecting, you know. And I'm the 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 friend that I'm working with on this idea, as I've mentioned, is someone that I've known since college, and so he's one of my oldest friends. And just in September. He's, he's uh, two years older than me. He's just turned 50. And um, he was diagnosed with ADHD. And it's been really fascinating to, to talk, reconnect with my friend and, and to hear him talk it out where, and again, this is where, you know, after like an hour and a half, I, I have to go, we should talk about the idea. Like we need to, <laughs> we need to do some work, but, but letting him talk out, he's reevaluating his whole life the last 30 right, years like from a new lens right right because he's getting therapy now he's on some medication but it's it's just been really interesting to hear a friend reprocess their memories and the stories that i know that i've mm. you know in college we used to say oh matt puts on the matt show because he would go at a party he would find somebody eventually kind of corner them and talk at them for like an hour. And in college... Also, because it would have been weird to say Matt puts on the Alex show. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) And... How am I supposed to follow that, motherfucker? (laughs) And it's... And and to see my friend reevaluate something that we just thought was a personality quirk and was something funny into a like, oh, this is something that I need to, to, to take care of or to handle or to manage. 
this is something I have to manage. And um, I think it's been really good for us to actually be collaborating right now because I am, I, you know, he's starting to recognize it. The last couple of sessions we've had, he's like, okay, well, I've done another hour of therapy with you. Sorry about Aww. that. Um, you know, but it's, uh, but I know that he needs to do it right now because I think that's what's happening in, in his head, you know? And uh, I'm just glad that I can, that can be there for him right now. You should you put know? that in the script, man. Put it in the script, you know? It's in the show. It's in like, the show. That's the thing. Gotta, like, you, you know, you right got to use real know. life experiences. Yeah. That's what happens. That's what happens after an hour. He goes, okay, well, this could relate to the fact. Like, 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 I don't, I don't, I, I feel like I need to make like a swear jar though. If he does like more than a half hour of therapy talk that he has to like Venmo me like five bucks or something because I think we need to start curbing it. Listen, and if I'm going to listen to this, I need drink money, man. <laughs> so uh, I just, I, that was just one of those things that got me through this week was just against not only just collaborating and working on something with someone, but actually deepening my friend. It's been, it's been really good to feel like I'm deepening a friendship with someone. And I feel like so many times we all have people in our lives that we go, I wish I were closer. We used to be closer. And, and he and I had drifted apart just over the years. I mean, again, it's someone I've known for the past 30 years. So it's been great to, to become more connected with a friend. You know how when you are around other robots and you are sharing a neural network and you are like, I don't know where I end and you begin. Who's with me? No one? Well, unfortunately, I can only write what I know because at Indiana, they're still working on a way to get me other realms of experience to write jokes about. <laughs> I am only at A to B. My programmer is my weed dealer. Ha 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 ha. I feel like I am looking in a funhouse mirror. <laughs> All right, Amber, checking in. Yeah, so um like I said earlier, Thursday was the day that it sort of hit me harder. I I think I, I I naturally go into a little bit of denial or something. Like I have a little bit of like a Teflon um, as a coping mechanism. And it hit me harder on Thursday. Thursday, it was tough for me to focus on work. And um, yeah, it, it, was just, it was just a tough day. And um, at the end of the day, I called my parents just to talk to them about how they're doing through it all. And, um, you know, we were getting fired up about different stuff and I live on the the ground floor and there's an apartment above me and um it sounded like I still don't know but it sounded like a fight broke out above me um so much so that I had to get off the phone with my parents because I was so distracted and um <clears throat> you, you love watching other people fight well, they're um, like, so because I'm on the first floor and the, so the staircase is directly above my apartment. Um, and somebody, again, I don't know all of the details, was throwing heavy objects down the stairs and screaming. And this went on for a very long time. And it was already a very stressful week and my nerves were already free. Yeah. And um, so Jeff and I were just standing together like, 
what do we do? Do we want to go in the hallway? Do we not want to go in the hallway? Well, it's well, scary. We, it's like, yeah. The the way this apartment is, is we have a door right to outside. I think it was oh, a house that they just split up. So um, I would have to go outside and then knock on their front door, which goes upstairs. Right. And um, But yeah, it's like, do we insert ourselves? Do we not insert ourselves? I'm at a place where I don't call the cops unless, you know, I absolutely have to. So it, I, I, I felt really conflicted and I realized it was a situation where I have no idea what I was supposed to be doing. Like I, I kept saying to Jeff, I was like, I want to be doing the right thing. I don't know what it is. I, I want to make sure everyone's safe. I believe when you do the right thing, that means throwing a garbage pail through the window, right? Oh, right. Well, I could have done that. That would have been funny. Um, but, Amber, uh, it's, it, it's so freaky when whatever your individual personal life moment that you're going through is a microcosm of what's happening right now. Well, and it was, it was yeah, it was just that like... Helplessness, okay. That well, helplessness. That helplessness. And it was like a funny... It, it felt like a bad joke. You know, because Jeff and I were like, we're going to have a relaxing evening, you know, after this crazy week. And it was just like, and and then we were like, is this normal? Is this why this was a good deal? Like, we don't, we've only been here a week. Is this right. part of our lives? And um, uh, yeah, it went on for a while. The cops came. Again, I didn't call them, but the cops were here. It was like that kind of situation. Wow. And, and things calm down, but it. No federal troops, though. No National Guard. Not that I saw. Um, I, I mean, I was genuinely scared and upset. In Yeah. Did they just let the cops in? Did they just wave them in? I think I think <laughs> I think one of the people involved was the person who called the cops. And um, have you, one of have them you, was talking to them outside and, and the other cop went upstairs and talked to the other person. And right. so like I was trying, it's so also awkward. I'm so scared they could hear me now, but whatever it is, what it is um, where it's like the human nature in me is like, I want to know what this fight's about. I want to know every detail. I want to eavesdrop. I want to hear the goss, but then I'm also like, this feels too per like too personal, too yeah. intimate. Um, and half the fight. Was Look, like I told you to stop working on jokes <laughs> for the robots. <laughs> you are going to help them achieve the singularity. It'll be the end of the human race. <laughs> and half the fight was in English <laughs> and Spanish. And I know some Spanish, but not enough to. Um, so I was just like, I kept going to Jeff and being like, I think this is what's happening. Like I had my, and he's like, why? And I was like, I'm, connecting dots um, <laughs> um i'm colombo but um a, i think the baby Hitler joke is a good joke <laughs> were you more colombo or jessica fletcher I mean, <laughs> that was not recorded but, <laughs> i know <laughs> um, but uh but yeah and then like the next morning i saw my neighbor the sweet guy who let me borrow the dollies like and i wanted to be like is everything okay but i also uh, it's i guess that that is the definition of vulnerability because i also was like i don't know if i want to know the answer you know anyway. i think you should call that guy because he lent you a dolly right mm -hmm. i think you should call him dolly because then when you see him after a fight hello dolly, like, hello, dolly. <laughs> 
And that would just lighten the moment, you know. Right. And, and, and then he looks at Amber and he goes, one laugh. <laughs> right. And, and so that was the night, like, I had friends being like, how's the new apartment? And I was just like, <laughs> I can't. There's always stuff with apartments, but it's different levels of stuff. So you just have yeah. to hope that's not an ongoing thing. I know. I, mean, I know. When I moved into this place, there was a woman living here, uh, or, or I guess it was a couple, but she was like a Playboy bunny, and she you know, was in like in her early 30s, and her boyfriend was like this 21 year old dude, and they had the cops called on them like four different times over the course of a year, you know. Um, or one of them called the cops on the other. I don't know right, right. the details, but the cops were in and out of here on a regular basis. You know, it uh, also though it it did give me um, a newfound, deeper appreciation of like my relationship with Jeff has never looked right. like that. Has never right. close to looked like that. Like knock on wood. Like oh okay. Like we are. We're doing good. We're okay. You um, both uh, you both agree on AI comedians. You're right. both on the same page with that. Right. Right. Uh, and yeah, it was it was just um, it made me sad for people who and I know that there's a lot of people that live in that environment all of the time, and that and, and, and just being a witness to it away, it's terrifying. I can't imagine being um, in it. Uh, I, I know this doesn't make it any better, but I think most people now are fairly aware that like, because of the pandemic and because of staying right, inside, right. It's, the it's, stress levels and the arguments and, and there's no escape. And I think that's just happening more and more. And I think you're right, but we're rounding the corner. No, we're, we're, <laughs> we're rounding the corner. I mean, I have, I've been texting with Sean for a while now. I mean, the whole, throughout the whole thing, but I remember early on, even it was just Alex, a bunch of on, comedians, Alex. a bunch of, <laughs> what are you, no, te- what are you texting him? We're yeah. rounding the corner. <laughs> no, it is just, it is stuff I see on Twitter. It's just stuff I see on Twitter, but a lot of texts me, he texts me and he's like, Sean, 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 no but it was a lot of it early on was just angry comedians they were just inside all day they had no outlet and it was talking about ucb whatever was going on ucb or was talking about this theater or just just whatever they could talk about whatever they can get angry about and i feel like it's just been like that for nine months and so everything sort of has this tone of man like exhausting and it's like do i what's the do i want to get into this thing i'm about to get into and just man well can i follow up on that with my checking in uh because this happened this week i was out walking in the neighborhood as i big pen (laughs) wants to do so i was i was out in the neighborhood (laughs) and yeah this pen is nine feet long Um, I was out for a walk in the neighborhood. (laughs) Uh, No, anyway, I was out walking. It doesn't matter. And I was coming back to the building and I saw that a bunch of people had put their Christmas trees out. I don't remember what night it was. It was Monday, maybe. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. It was like midnight. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. I should put my Christmas tree out now that I have barely decorated it, barely used it. No one except me has seen it, so time to throw it away. <laughs> you didn't Instagram it? <laughs> $400. No, I did Instagram it. You're right. Uh, 
like with no like with it. no decorations on it, with just lights on it. But <laughs> but <laughs> you smeared shit on it. It was before I it was before I put the three ornaments I have on it. Uh, and, it and it bends the tree down. So, yeah, yeah. so I came back in. I took the tree out of the fucking stand, which I then ended up throwing the stand away because I was like, "Why am I keeping this?" Um, That's how they get you. Yeah, and then I <laughs> the took, I went to I went to bring the tree out, and there was somebody at the front door. In other words, at the gate to my, uh, I don't know what you call it, building. the walkway that comes into the building, right? And you guys have all been here, listeners, right? Uh, <laughs> Stalkers. So, so there was somebody there dialing the intercom, and he had a bag, like a plastic grocery bag full of stuff and he said oh i locked myself out so i'm trying to and i was like oh let me i'm just taking my tree out whatever walk past him and there was a thought in my head which was like i don't know this person but uh i could ask him what apartment he lives in i could i could go watch him go into whatever apartment he was in then I was like, I'm being crazy. Like, it's just, you know, whatever. And, uh, and then, so I took the tree out and I put the tree, there was a bunch of other trees. So I put the tree, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, it sounds, anyway. it sounds like a kid's movie. And I yeah, put yeah. the tree back with the other trees. So then I came back inside. <laughs> I went to bed. I woke up in the morning. I had a message on my phone from a, my neighbor who I've talked about before, who is the creepy dude who keeps the security camera feed in his apartment. Like he- Could he even do that? Who knows if it's legal, but oh my who else is gonna watch it? So the tapes from the security camera feed go to his, not tapes, there's no such thing as tapes anymore, but, but he gets the feed in like, his apartment. I saw that you let him as murderer. No, 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 he, he, he goes, <laughs> I called him, I go, what's up? Or no, he goes, he left me a message and he's like, uh, hey, it's me. Uh, did you take your Christmas tree? Did you take a Christmas tree out at like midnight last night? Because I watched on the tape and it looked like it was you, but I couldn't be sure because you had a mask on. So anyway, give me a call, whatever. So I I was like, oh, fuck. Was I not supposed to like, was everybody not supposed to take their trees out last night? Because there's always rules, rules about when you're supposed to dump that stuff. Um yeah, I saw him. And <laughs> and uh and I called him and I go, "Hey, man, like I was just woke up, so I was like foggy, not really." I go, "Hey, was I not supposed to?" And he goes, "No, no, no. Did you know that guy you let into the building last night?" And I said, "I did not." And he said, "Well, he came in and he wandered around the building and just wandered around for a while and then he left." And so I said, well, what happened? Like, did anything get stolen? Was there any, he's like, no, but he was here for a while and whatever, whatever. And I just had so many feelings about that because I was like, first of all, I felt terrible that I let this guy in. And I was like, why didn't I say, what apartment do you live in? Or let me see. Because it's awkward. Because it feels Cause rude. It's awkward. Yes, it feels rude. But it's like, if that person really lives in the building and gives a shit about the security of the building, they won't be they offended. should welcome yeah. the fact that right, I'm right, asking right. and going, 
I don't know, you know, I'm sorry to say this, but I don't know you. Can you just tell me which apartment you live in? Because we've had our mailboxes robbed twice in the last couple yeah. months. Uh, when I was, and I don't want to get into a long story with you, sir, because I've never seen you before, but I was expecting <laughs> Listen a number of large checks that I never got. <laughs> still haven't gotten them. Still in controversy with the places that were supposed oh. to pay me a lot of money. And as you know, things are tight right now. The stimulus, we're not sure. Is it going to be $600 or t- anyway, point is, sir, what, you know, but, uh, so I felt bad about that, but then I was also like, yeah, it feels rude. Mm-hmm. But then I was also thinking, like, fuck that. Like, that is not an excuse. I know. I know. Because but there was a voice in my head that was going, this is weird. And if the I always, voice in your head is going, this is, hold on, Alex, 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 <laughs> Alex, wait, Alex. Uh, if the voice in your head is going, this is weird. You gotta that. Yeah, that's the force, man. You got to trust the force. Uh, sorry, what were you going to say, Alex? Matt Besser said that someone came to his house one time and was trying to raise money for some sort of trip. And he, he said, do you live in the neighborhood? He's like, oh, my parents do or something. And so he's like, he asked him, what address? He's like, none of your business. And so he, Matt followed him out. And of course he went, wandered around. So it's just, sometimes I guess you have I to like do that. All your life experience relates back to things podcast. that happen on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's. <laughs> Well, you know, when I lived in China and stuff, I, I listened to, you know, podcasts all the time. You know, uh-huh. I still listen to podcasts. Anyway, I guess that's um, my culture. My but culture. but then also I was thinking, like, it's weird and fucked up that my neighbor yeah, it's it, calling me of, and going, I watched for, I mean, you honestly, on the video last night. I saw you. And, you and I'm like, what else is he watching? Like, is I he I mean, sitting home as I take my garbage out? And he's just, like, jacking off while, you know. <laughs> And, and for well, all how do you know, take out your garbage? <laughs> you were out. <asking laughs> I'm to be always honest, naked when I take the garbage out. <laughs> to be honest, he's the only one who saw the video. So for all you know, you let a guy in who may have dropped some food off. You don't really know. That's right, all you, you might know. have just had trouble finding the to that guy. That guy also <laughs> doesn't true. like you, right? He also may have just said, oh, no, he, he wandered around for like a long time. He's just a time. weird. He's just a weird guy. Uh, but he sounds like a guy who might say a long time when it was just, oh, I'm in the wrong place. Well, no, when right. it's if. I know to get to Sean's apartment, but if I was supposed to go to any other apartment in that, it's a so confusing. Place. Yeah, I it's like a it's no like idea. a Mobius picture, you know. Especially like your garage, you have the parking garage. Anyway, all right, take it easy, Alex. Look, this was your home, all right? My home. Uh, but, uh, so, and then and then I'm also thinking, like, okay, this guy who is on the board, who had wow. a meeting the next night or two nights later, like, is he going into the board and going? You're not going to believe what Sean Conroy did. You know, like he's, you know, he's the weak so link. Anyway. He's the weak link in the apartment. Complex. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Also, Sean, do we really believe that he didn't recognize you because he had a, ma- a mask on? I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I know. I thought that no. too. I was like, does Sean have a doppelganger in the I apartment? Look, I look so nondescript. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, taller than anyone you've ever met and wider than anyone you've ever met, but I'm completely average. No, I, I bet that way. was him being polite. And like, I was like, listen, it, I, uh, well, cause it's weird to be like, I saw you do this. It's like, right. Hey, did you take, I have these photos. <laughs> listen, look at the envelope. You have to. Count. Also, how does he know it was a Christmas tree? He doesn't know that. <laughs> you know, that was my you know if I celebrate, it could have just been a pine tree I had in my apartment, you know? That you're not good at keeping alive. Yeah, and that was the <laughs> night. I was like, all right, I'm going to get rid of this. I thing. give up on this street. Uh, all right. So anyway, that's my checking in is like, I got to listen to. I was just thinking about that because you were talking about, 
you know, your, your stairs upstairs and your neighbors and stuff. And like, what do I do? I'm not sure what to do. And in my head, I was thinking I need to, next time I have an action plan, like mm -hmm. if somebody's there, I go, what apartment do you live in? Because the apartments in my building are numbered oddly. It goes one, one, zero, one, zero, one, one, zero, one, one, zero, zero, one. Wow. It's almost intentionally confusing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a real Welcome joke. to my place. Oh no, this is not my place. It is... It is A46's place. I am in the wrong apartment. I could tell by the funhouse mirror not being here. Um, and it dances away. Am Amber, were you going to say something? Yeah, to your point, Sean. Yeah, Amber, I, were you going to say something? When I worked at a bank, not to brag, I worked at a bank for a very long time. Um, not to brag. And when I was a teller, there were people who, when they went to cash a check and I asked for ID, would get like in indignant and angry and exactly what you were saying Sean like I would always say don't you want us to take every precaution possible before cashing something against your account like sorry I don't recognize you like I always thought it was such a strange thing to get mad about like right. get mad that I'm not IDing you right right like anyway. they didn't you know when they called to change my mother's maiden name on our like, sure, long whatever. shot account, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's my mother's. My mother's maiden name is Jones. Uh, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. I'll just fix this. Part. <laughs> we have your social here, here, so I don't. It need says it. here. It's it's yeah. Yeah, can you uh, read back my social to me? <laughs> Amber, it's like can it's. You, can you tell me your social security <laughs> number? Can you tell me my social security? <laughs> number? I can. There's Let's somebody dead ahead. here that starts with a six, maybe a five. <laughs> you know, when they ask you for your social security number, <laughs> Amber, um, it's, it's, it's like when people get angry that a bank is not being as trusting as a, as the person is like, right, I trust right. people. Why wouldn't you trust? We're a bank. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Um, well, also that same person would be livid if there was fraud on their account. Like it's, like oh, of course. Situation with that human of course. Uh, uh, John, I just wanted to say from from your experience, because um, I keep kind of you wanted to say from my experience. <laughs> no, I, I, I say I, from wow. your experience. No, I wanted I wanted to comment. I wanted to comment on your experience oh. by by pulling out kind of ten thousand feet again, and because it made me think about how you were just. <laughs> You were describing being. You really take the pullout method to an extreme. I, I pull out all the all the way into the sky. Um, Not Sean, I don't know where he went. We were fucking, and then he just disappeared. <laughs> Sean, you were talking about a moment of because I've been reading this word a lot. A, a moment of civility. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I mean that's it's it's a moment of polite. It's because what you guys were saying. If you if he if Sean had said something, he would have felt rude. Yeah. So it was, what, a, it was avoidance of conflict on my part. Right, and it's it's the individual. It's a one to one interaction between two mm -hmm. people of like I'm mm -hmm. going to be as polite to you and civil as I think you would be to me, which is to trust you. Okay, go ahead, go on in. And the worst part, one-on-one, uh, -on -one, that's okay. That's all right. But when we're seeing it become calls for civility when consequences should be happen, you know, happening. 
it's 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 when that it's when that attitude is taken to to this extreme of uh oh well we should just be nice about it now so you were looking at my experience and then you 10, pulled out to 10,000 feet and you saw what happened on Wednesday in the Capitol and the reaction to that. I'm just, I, the, the, rea- the, the reaction from the side that is calling for civility, you know, is so wrong. It is the greatest distortion of just that moment that you felt of like, well, I don't want to be rude. It's the same thing you brought up a few weeks ago, Sean, where there are some people right now who are like, does impeaching the president create more division? There already is division, yeah, right? Uh, I mean, it's it's not it's that's that's a that's a that's a, a straw man argument, you know. Um, and and it, it it we can't we can't let things go because we're just trying to be nice. That's and I think. Wrong. People are playing on people playing on. I mean, we're all pretty vulnerable now. We're pretty vulnerable. But people are playing on the idea that they know we try to some of us see, try to see the best in people. And so they're playing on this idea that, oh, we can keep switching because we know ultimately they're going to want to make a deal with us. So they're going to want to be friends with us or they need us. But, you know, it's just been very frustrating to deal with. Yeah. Um, you know what the worst straw man argument is, is I would be better if I only had a brain. Coming. <laughs> that is called reference humor. I do not get it. I do not get movies before 1983. Uh, um, because my programmer is 22. Yeah. Alex, uh, how old are you now? 20? I'm 32. Oh. Alex, you can Jesus play Christ. 20. You, you can play 22. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for a segment on the show that we like to call Parting Shots. So let's start today with Joe. Parting Shots, Joe. Oh, we talked uh, so I'm, much. I have to think I know. I'm, 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 all right. Get ready, Amber. I'll go I'm, first. I'll go okay. first. Okay. I'll I'm go first because I wrote okay. some stuff down. Here's okay. here's just a couple of That's quick quick hits. Uh, I watched – I told you guys I was watching Fox, and they showed a promo on Fox, and it was Trey Gowdy. Do you remember Trey Gowdy? Oh man! Yeah. Of the one, of, yeah, the weird fucked up haircut, and Benghazi. He was, he was all over Benghazi. He was one of the people who really, really worked hard to go after Hillary Clinton for Benghazi, and the so now he, of course, hosts a show on Fox because that's what you do: is you are an asshole in Congress for a few years, and then you make a billion dollars hosting a show on Fox. But the promo was just him going, "How did we get to this point in American politics?" Like you helped. Yeah, I mean, not even helped. Like was one of the primary architects, you know. Uh, so anyway, I just thought that was hilariously hypocritical. Here's my next thing. I've been watching a show on Netflix, and I like it. It's not a great show, but it's entertaining, and I've kind of rolled through it real fast. The way you do when you get into something, a binging, I believe it's called. Uh, it's called Kingdom. And it's got a couple of people on it that I liked before this. Uh, a guy by the name of Jonathan Tucker, who was fantastic in Justified. Another guy named Matt I'm Loria. So, I'm so sorry. I have lights. to plug in my computer. It's going to die. I I was like, oh, I'm going to be civil, but my it will make it so that I'm not on the podcast anymore. But please keep talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll be right. Why is she taking her headphones off? What's going on? She doesn't want to hear about this this thing I've been watching. 
Sean, that might have been one of the most awkward moments in our podcast. I don't history. want conflict, <laughs> but by the same token, do you live here? Uh, anyway, the point I was going to make is the guy who really makes the show for me is a guy that I wasn't really familiar with before. Um, is a guy by the name, what's his name? Paul Walter Hauser. Do you know who that guy is? Yes. He was uh, he was in the most recent Clint Eastwood movie about the which I saw uh, and he was he was yeah. good in that I mean it was good uh, a Richard Jewell Richard Jewell right he oh, plays okay. Richard Jewell okay um, but he is so spectacular in this show it is worth watching the show just for his performance uh, the show is called Kingdom and it's okay. about martial arts it's about MMA and it's oh, wow the, there's actually lots of fighting scenes in it which. You know, you could either take those or leave those. I feel like I'm just guessing. I don't know that any of you guys are real into MMA stuff, but he's not obviously an MMA guy. He lives with one of the MMA guys, and it's just he, he's amazing. Like the the person I would compare him to in this role is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like it's oh wow level of. You know, if, if, if Philip Seymour Hoffman had ever done TV. He does have a very similar energy. And he also, like Philip Seymour Hoffman, has a has a range. He has an amazing range as an actor. See, that I don't know because I haven't really seen him in anything except uh, Richard Jewell. Right. Uh, Aaron is pointing out that he was also in I, Tanya, And I was I was actually talking with oh, wow. somebody yesterday who was saying. That's such a good Gotta movie. watch I, Tanya because so he's good. fucking great in that, too. Um, so I want to watch that next. Anyway, that's one thing. Here's another thing. I can't wait till all this shit is over so I don't have to watch the news anymore and watch Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo <laughs> think of themselves as the Sklar brothers or something. Like, that they're so funny in their banter back and forth. And it just makes me fucking insane. Like, it's they're not funny. It's not time for them to be funny. They're fucking news anchors and yet they're going you know oh, you know my mother always calls me that or like whatever they're <laughs> fucking I, I, when, when, when I see a real joke when I see broad, <laughs> buy my when, book when I see broadcasters laugh right now I, it, it, it sends me through the roof and 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 Sean I know the I know the show that you're talking about if you guys haven't seen it there's uh uh, uh what's the uh guy not not Cuomo the other guy uh Don Jimmy. Lemon Don Lemon. When Don Lemon's show show finishes, he passes it over to Cuomo. It's the other so way around, but yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. When Cuomo, when Cuomo show uh, closes and Don Lemon starts, and uh, so shows Sean, you must always wait until that moment. Yeah. Because that's when they do their two man act thing, and it's just so yeah, it's like it's, the John Stewart. Uh, what's it, uh, the Colbert? Yeah, like, Colbert. Yeah. So oh that God. is the state of COVID in the country, and now it is time. For the great D Lemon to take over. How are you, Don? <laughs> Chris, I can't believe, you know, and it just it makes me fucking insane. And they even, to your point, they even commented on it. Like they, they were doing really bad jokes and really boring shit. And yeah. then Chris Cuomo was like, Well, you know, I, I know a lot of people would say this is not appropriate, but you gotta laugh because of the times we're living in. You one know, laugh, you one laugh. smile. One laugh, one smile. <laughs> Well, okay, so what is this that you guys keep saying? I don't know what this is. Yeah, go back and listen to other episodes. Go move to All China, right. listen to the podcast. <laughs> go 
Did you guys watch the Anderson Cooper? Did you guys watch the Anderson Cooper New Year's thing? No. No. Oh, wait, never mind. I saw some of it. By the <laughs> way, I, lo- I love this is the podcast that tells Alex to go back to China. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, you know. Are you, did you bring the the virus here? Oh, no. Oh, my. No, 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 no. Alex. Uh, well, here's, t- another, here's another reason I want to stop watching. I want to be able to stop. And I know everybody's like, oh, you don't have to watch it. But like, I feel like I do have to watch it right now. There's a lot of shit going on that is, anyway. Wolf Blitzer is another, like, he just, he is so wired all the time and frantic. Just like, uh, we're getting reports that there is a rainstorm heading for New York this afternoon. You are in the situation room. We'll be back in a moment with more meteorologists who have reports on what's going on. There seems to be several clouds heading. Like, <laughs> take it down a notch. But sometimes he, th- he thinks he's in a dominant position, so he wants to get the last word. And that's when I think he shines. Because he'll be talking to a politician like Nancy Pelosi. Like, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up. I just like, always <laughs> want to get the last word. It's uh, magical. All right. Well, anyway, that's anyway. Uh, that's what I have uh, for this stuff, for checking out Parting Clip, <laughs> whatever it's called. Uh, so let's go now to Joe. Joe, I hope you've come up with something in the time in between. No, I had something. It's very quick. Um, oh, okay. I, I, don't, I don't mean to recommend. I'm not recommending a show either, but. Uh, Sean inspired me. There is a show that I've been watching. Uh, it's called Cobra Kai. It's based on the Karate Kid uh, series of movies. And it's real comfort food. It's not a great, same thing like you were saying, Sean. I don't think it's like a great show, but it's just hit a kind of sweet spot with a lot of people right now. It's just, it's got kind of a feel good show. Um, kind of like Ted, like you were saying, Ted Lasso the other day, Amber, where it's, it's just playing on a lot of nostalgia because they brought a lot of actors back from the movie franchise. And, and it's, it's well-written. It's entertaining. And um, it made me... I, I actually mentioned this, I think, a couple of years ago on the podcast, but it made me look up again a clip from Karate Kid 3, which is the end of the... It's the, it's the ending fight. And... Uh, is Rafa, this the one where he goes, what's your prediction for the fight? And he goes, pain? No, it's the it's where Ralph Macchio has been kicked down to the mat. He's he's just been beaten through the whole fight, and he says he's scared. This was when he did the mat show. That this was one of those mat shows, and he he says I'm frightened, I'm scared, I I, I don't want to get back up. And Pat Morita stops him, and he said, and I know this is just so corny, but right now it's helped me. Paint the fence. Anybody out there? I said this anyway. Go on. He says to him, uh, "It's okay to lose to opponent. Must not lose to fear." And I think right now in the situation that we're in, I just think, uh, even like you were saying, Sean, even if they considered it a win, we can't lose to the fear of what comes next. And we know things are coming next, but we have to prepare for them. However, we can do it individually. But must not lose to fear. That's just what I wanted to share. A little bit of wisdom from that what if nice the opponent is fear? Damn. Well, then you can't lose to him. <laughs> get out! Get out of the match. Um, I anyway. actually I quoted you quoting that 
because I remember you said that Jesus in an episode. Jesus fucking Christ. Wheels <laughs> Not to be the archivist of the show. You said it in an episode to Amber, and Amber said, whoa, I needed that right now. Oh, we're so predictable. <laughs> no, but I actually I actually you needed that, that right ago. now. I needed Alex to tell that. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I said, I, I said it was a math test, but it was a little bit silly. But it was to my, my classmates. Thank you, That's Alex. Aww. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I thought you were talking about I was going through a math test, and I was like, "What?" No, you were I reading a lot now. of Harry I, Potter. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I remember. Okay, great, Joe. So that's your parting shot, Joe. Correct, correct. So just coincidentally, before I recommended an MMA show, you were going to recommend a karate show. Yes, you had that before that. Yes, I did. I did. I did because. Sean, I just finished watching season three. I binged it just as okay. you were binging. Okay. Um, I swear. Do you Sean, want to say anything? Do you want to say anything about Trey Gowdy now? That you were going to say before I said the thing about Trey Gowdy? <laughs> he has funny hair. He has funny that, hair. The only memorable thing is the hair, right? My, my parting shot is um, I wanted to recommend <laughs> this show about Tai Chi. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China is great. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay. Fight, fighting's in the air. How about that? Fighting. By the way, the I did just watch another martial arts show, which was really good, uh, called Warrior, which was a Cinemax show that only lasted two seasons, based on a, a right. Bruce Lee TV pitch from right, the, right from the seventies. Uh, also worth checking out. So, Amber, parting shots. Yeah, I've got um, two things. I'll, I'll keep them short and sweet. The first thing is. Uh, to what you are talking about, I cannot believe you watch cable news at all. I cannot stand it. I didn't even watch it for the election. We put it on for about 10 seconds, and I was like, turn it off. I hate it so much. They're just screaming, and they're not saying anything. Um, for, I, I was enwrapped with the elections, but I just had the AP website up and hit refresh all the time. Um, but for I got a the, five on my AP test. But go ahead. <laughs> for the um, coup this week, I did put on CNN <laughs> for the coup this week. This week's coup. <laughs> you gotta laugh. You gotta laugh. You gotta laugh. You gotta laugh. <laughs> right, my brother. Love you, my brother. Love you, my brother. D lemon for life. <laughs> but so I had I had CNN on and I was um, watching it and I was enwrapped. But you can tell again I didn't last that long because you can tell the moment where they run out of new information to talk about and they start just straight up conjecture where they're like, well, I think that this is what should happen. And I think that those people don't like Olive Garden or like whatever bullshit. And I was like, oh, okay. like at that moment, both Jeff and I went, oh, okay. And we turned it off because and it's, it's like a very short distance between that moment and a moment that I like to call Rick Santorum. <laughs> oh, man. You know, it, it, I think what we're describing here is that they, they have so much fucking news to fill up. The news starts to sound yeah. like a goddamn podcast. And it's like, you're not a podcast. You're the news. Yeah. Right. You can't just guess at what that guy's motivation is in the video that you're watching. That right. isn't what news is for. You are in right. the situation room, <laughs> and it's time for a segment that we like to call Parting Shots. Day <laughs> <Dana> tomorrow. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, but but um, my actual parting shot is, I think um, it's important to look out for rays of hope and true leadership, um, and leadership that comes from love and that comes with uh, a point of view, with a point that is positive. Anyway, um, point is on Wednesday when all that happened, I happened to get an email from Black Lives Matter. I, you know, over the summer, like a lot of people signed up for all of the mailing lists and um, donated to a lot of places, but I, I happened to get an email from Black Lives Matter and they were having sort of a town hall meeting that night at um, 5 p.m. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I think that's what I need to do. So the, the night of the coup, I joined this Black Lives Matter town hall and I could not recommend it enough. Um, the, the stereotypes that the other side say about Black Lives Matter is that they're, you know, angry terrorists. That they are just like to burn buildings. Isn't that the whole point of the movie? The entire call was about um, making sure that you're working from love, that you're that you're coming from a good place, that you're taking care of everyone, that you're inclusive. Um, there was a meditation to make sure that you are centered. They said it was a hard day, but it's also important to celebrate successes. And they spent a long time talking about Georgia. Um, and I'm not doing it justice. I am not... Um, them <laughs> but they were so inspiring and so hopeful and so smart um they brought up a couple of points that like they said this isn't surprising at all um this is from the white supremacist playbook and it has happened time and time again and that um the positive is the fact that white supremacists have one tactic and it's violence and aggression the positive note is the good guys, Black Lives Matter, us, um, we have more than one strategy and we're nimble and we're smart and um, the good guys will win. We just have to remember that, remember to stay united together and united in love. I don't know if this is one of their strategies, but I think one thing you can do is if you're standing next to somebody you reach around and tap them on the other shoulder and then pretend it wasn't you and that. So it's not violent or aggressive, but it's definitely going to confuse them. You know, but if you do it out of love, it's okay. <laughs> and you just do that to every, um, MAGA person. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't <laughs> see. Amber, we got to go into Pelosi's office, right? <laughs> what? What? Oh, I guess we're going that way. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> Amber, it, it sounded like you did exactly what you needed to do to solve your helplessness. Mm. When you go, I don't know what to do, is to find people who know what to do. Their job is to know what to do and what can be done. Right. That must have been incredible, like you're saying, just to be around. Well, and, and just to energy. witness it. I, right. I'm, I right. can't. No, just to take it in, just to be calmed by the fact that right. you're listening to people and it was true. You know what to do. It was right. like, this right. is what we need. Anyway. Right. Right. All right, Alex, checking um, in. Go ahead. It's sort of going along with Amber's and seeing the positive kind of things in luck. But really, it's just taking bets in yourself. Like, you know, 
you're pretty, there are things that you're really good at. You're, they're undeniably good at. Thank you have you. to bet on yourself. <laughs> yes, just to Amber. But you have to take bets on yourself because right now everybody's kind of in their own space and they don't see what else is going on. You know, they don't have the situational awareness of everybody. So you kind of have to bet on yourself to get through it. I think this is just over the past what few months. What does that mean? I think he's trying to tell Sean to just write a real joke. Like, Sean, bet on yourself. You can write that joke. Go well, for it. for the longest time, I never thought I could do math. I went to film school, and so they told us, hey, you don't really need to do math. And so for the last right. year and a half or two years, I've been doing math. I never knew I was really that good at it, but it turns out I'm not too bad. So that nice. was just something, you know, you, if you can try it, at least try it. At least take the bet Got that you're smart enough to try um, the other thing you're not, is you're not saying actually put money on yourself, energy, energy, whether that's the taking the risk of signing up for a course or showing up to BLM meeting that you, you know, and what's the spread <laughs> zero or one, Sean, you either do it or you don't. I mean, it is just, it is, get, it is, get results. (laughs) You just got mathed, son. (laughs) You mathed the shit out of you. Oh, all right. All right. You guys don't even live in this building. So go ahead, Alex. (laughs) But it also, it is, uh, I've been watching a lot of PBS and BBC and uh, because, you know, that's the only way to watch it here, but they have a show that was a three part series, PBS and BBC called Rise of the Nazis. Is there karate in it? <laughs> yeah, not no, interested unless no. there's some sort of martial art. We but have it was Alex. <laughs> it was almost on the nose. Um, and the Geneva three, Convention requires me to warn you that my hands are classified as deadly weapons. <laughs> it, episode three. Uh, it was uh, like if you watch that, but what, knowing what you know now, if you watch the episode, you're right. like, wow. It is basically the conservatives didn't get mad. The conservative elite didn't get mad until they started burning down Roman looking buildings. Like it was the elite that said, hey, you guys are out of control. Like, and they can't control it now here. So it is, that's, it's the scary stuff that we don't know what this is gonna lead to. Um, right. Or we do, but, that's what's scary. Well, oh, sure, and we do. But why, or, watching this type or of stuff. Or counterpoint, we don't. Like either we do <laughs> You or do, we you don't. don't. But yeah. the, there are experts on there who tell the story. <laughs> There, you know, experts who tell this we story. We do and we don't. We don't we know. We know some of it. Yeah. <laughs> we will also too. We would or we won't. Wow. But it it was just a guy who hired people who he would put pit them against each other, and that's how he built his administration. And it is just like you know crazy. It, 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 Which guy? This history. <laughs> you, you, Hitler. Oh oh. I mean, okay. but also we look oh. into the future, Sean. But it is just like wow. Um, blueprint. There are a lot of Nazis right now, Alex. You have to identify which Nazi you're talking. You're about. gonna have to be more specific. Well, and also <laughs> just to just to go along with what you're saying. I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough of that history to know what I'm talking about. But uh, somebody was pointing out. Makes you feel other... better about the Foint Fort Sumter stuff that I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> or the Foint. Or the Foint Sumter. I not the Foint. Some people called it Foint Sumter. Um, My accent. There was, was a lot of, there was a lot of controversy. That's that's Amber's Southern accent. Oh, Fointalism. Sumter. <laughs> Lincoln ran on the platform of renaming it Fort Sumter because Foint Sumter doesn't even mean anything. It sounded so silly. Yeah. Uh, and people were like, "What are you doing? You're trying to eliminate our Harris, our, our heritage." Yeah. You know? Trump would Trump would veto that. Uh, but. Apparently in 1923, there was a failed coup attempt by Hitler. And everybody said, oh, he's done. He's a clown. He's done. done. And you know, that's... now we have a failed coup attempt by Trump. Now, Trump is not going to take over in 10 years because Trump is going to be 
a gibbering bag of saliva and shit by then. Uh, but he's got dumb, dumb. Right. Sons. He's got what's his, what's his name Crawford. The, you know, he raised five hundred million Jamal Crawford, dollars. the guy for the Knicks. What? No, no, no. I'm talking about the the newest congressman. It was, he's in a wheelchair. Anyway, they, he raised five hundred million dollars just based on this recount stuff. So he's got right. money now. Right. You know, out of office. So that's the scary part. Is he has money to do stuff? You know. Um, I should not have sent that money to him. <laughs> Sean, Sean, we we all have some regrets. My my but aunt has my do, aunt we has do or we don't have regrets. Maybe we don't. <laughs> my, my, in a conversation this week, my aunt told me how she's been writing personal emails back to those fundraising emails she gets Beauty. from Trump and telling him like you are a bad man. I am not going to send you any money. I love her. <laughs> my friend who I stayed with up in uh, up in Idaho is on all the Trump lists, and every email he gets, he sends back one that just says "fuck you." And so it's really funny because he's like, and somehow I'm still one of his favorite donors. Like I'm still no, like I'm it's, if I don't give another $5 and they're going to multiply it a hundred times. If I give, I'm not giving them any money. I sent them back. Fuck you. But you know, uh, well, I guess we'll see what happens next. Right. I mean, that's all we can say at this point is who knows where this shit is going to go. The next three weeks are going to be really rough. If we keep talking for six more minutes, we can hit two and a half hours. I think your clock is off by two minutes, but. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, four minutes. Here we go. <laughs> no, thank Folks, you. <laughs> this has been the long shot with special guest Alex Gonzalez. Alex, thank you for being here. Really- Good luck with the robots. I hope, uh, I hope you don't destroy the world. But if you do, I can't think of a nicer person to do it. Oh, that's great. 100%. Alex, if you move back to China, can I live with you? <laughs> sure. Why would you want to do that, though? It's so much better there. Uh, <laughs> you going to go over there and live with the Chai Coms? <laughs> we can party in the streets of Wuhan? Uh, folks, we will see you next time on The Long Shot. It is a Thank you, guys. Stay safe, everyone. Just remember the dialectic. Bye-bye. Goodbye. <laughs>